Alrighty, guys. So for the third episode of this podcast, we're going to be doing. We're going to skip at least um two articles because those ones. Now that I'm looking back at them, they seem a little unfinished. So we're going to get into the. Um, I think this is the fourth on the list. It's the one titled "Are You a Fool or a Wise Man?" That's going to be the same title as this podcast episode. So um and, and I do that just so that way it's easier for um for referencing if anyone does want to check out the uh um the the word. Per- WordPress blog. Um, so don't want to take too long on the intro on this one like I've done on other ones before. We're going to get right into this one. So when I ask the question, are you a fool or a wise man, that, that isn't to challenge your standing on any social group or, or family group that you might have. Now the question is to ask, do you know what your house is founded upon? I try to make it a point to ask questions clearly so as not to lead you on or cause you to think that I'm looking for a specific answer. Now, again, I'm going to say this, and you're going to hear this a lot through this podcast. That's not to say that that quote exactly. That's not to say. Anyways, that's not to say that there are no bad answers, because according to scripture, there's only one good answer uh, to that question. That would be my house is founded upon Christ Jesus, the one and only son of God or something along those lines. So now we all know the story of the wise man that built his house upon a rock. Uh, Now, bringing that up, we seem to neglect the part of the story about the foolish man that built his house on the sand. And when the rains descended and the floods came, the house fell. And the Bible says, and great was the fall of it. Now, maybe we don't neglect it. Maybe we willfully push it out. Maybe we all know full well the outcome of building our homes on uncertain ground instead of on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. So whatever the case, the connotation given in the verse and the surrounding verses clearly states that the foolish man, or the fool, had a great fall, and the wise man didn't. Now I'm going to just quote some of the verses from Matthew about um, the the wise man and the foolish man. So we're going to go to uh, Matthew chapter 7, verses 24, 26, and 27 in the King James Bible. Uh, 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. 26. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. So now we're going into a a bit deeper of a study. And we're going to debunk, debunk any preconceived notions of what the, uh, the, the word fool actually means. So let's get a modern definition first for contrast, then Webster's 1828, then the Holy Scriptures, saving the best for last. So uh, the Urban Dictionary gives this definition of the word fool. One, a court jester, or two, a clumsy or stupid person. Uh, Webster's 1828 gives this definition. One and then the word one, who is destitute of reason or the common powers of understanding, uh, colon, an idiot, right? Um, And then number two, in common language, a person who is somewhat deficient in in intellect, but not an idiot, or a person who acts absurdly, one who does not exercise his reason, one who pursues a course contrary to the dictates of wisdom. Then we get into the Holy Bible's definition. Now, there are 66 occurrences of the word fool in the entire Bible. And it wouldn't be wise to say that every occurrence of the word means the same thing given the context. But the overwhelming idea is that the word fool means unsaved. So, uh, for example, in uh, 1 Corinthians 15.36, it says, Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. 
And here in this verse, the word quicken means to make alive. Now, in the article, I listed every other occurrence of the word fool. And you know, like I said, there's 66 of them. So if you were wanting to make sure that I'm not misrepresenting it or anything, you can actually check the article. But to read it all out, that would take a little bit longer. And I'd stutter a lot more than I already am. But, you know, here's here, here's an example. Um, just think of the story of the five foolish brides that didn't have enough oil in their lamps when it was time to meet the bridegroom, right? They were foolish. The whole story has to do with uh, kind of like salvation uh, in essence. So being foolish, not having enough oil in your lamps, you know, kind of it leans on the same idea. So now moving on to another definition, we're going to look up the word wise. Now, when we look up the word wise, we find 247 occurrences and the majority Right. I'm not saying there is an overwhelm. I'm not saying that there is a um, the same theme everywhere, but the overwhelming majority, the uh, the majority warn of the dangers of thinking of oneself as being wise. Right now, I think that the Bible is trying to illustrate here or what it's trying to illustrate here is the idea of being firmly grounded in something. In Second Timothy uh, three fifteen, it says, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Being grounded in something other than the Holy Scriptures, you can think yourself to be wise, to be wise, sorry about this. You can think yourself to be wise, but in reality, be puffed up with so-called knowledge and you won't see past all the clear warnings against being prideful by that knowledge, so-called. Now, I want to end on a verse that'll get you thinking about what you feel in your heart about all this. So before I get that verse and bring it up here, I want you to ask yourself, and this is for you, ask yourself. I mean, I've asked myself this, but this is for you specifically, whoever's listening, ask yourself this. Do I know for a fact that my wisdom isn't the wisdom of the world, which is foolishness with God? Do I know that Christ is dwelling inside of me, helping me to rightly divide the word of truth? Can I be certain that my lamp has oil in it? Now, if anything that's been written here is hard to understand, and I'm just reading off the article here, but if anything has been said here, that's hard to understand. Um, or it's just not coming across clear because my tone or because I've had a recording error or something like that, please find a way to reach out to me. Go to the blog, send me an email, something. Um, my email is claudecarragy at gmail.com. That's C-L-A-U-D-C-H. E-R-E-J-I at gmail.com. Go ahead and contact me directly there. And I just thank you for taking the time to listen to this. I really hope it blesses you and that it did come across clearly. So now to leave you with that final verse to have you think about all this, that's going to be Psalms chapter 14, verses 1. And that says, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good.